Bad Women is a new podcast powered by Catcall and hosted by yours truly, Brittany Brave. Catcall is a platform promoting female leadership, progress, and camaraderie through original events and content. Follow along at We Are Catcall on social media. About when you see the couple that doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. I see this all the time because I I work actually on a mother baby unit. Um, Mm. So so like yeah, so yes, I'm a I'm a co-founder, but I also am a nurse and I also work in maternity. So I see mm. a lot of couples, like husband, wife, mm-hmm. mother, father, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me. And then the obvious question, because they like have a baby, is oh. like, is like, is it how? because of the baby? Oh, oh, oh! oh. 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 Wait a minute, ladies. Let's unpack. This is a lot. How is it because of the baby? Thought, is it because of the baby? She was like, "Wow, he really stepped up to the plate." It's because of the baby. I think just like how. Because normally my brain doesn't go right to like, oh, these, I can't imagine these two people having sex. But when they have their baby in front of you, your brain goes there. It's like, oh, so you, you made this baby. Right. And you also, and are choosing to procreate and co-parent as well. Right. Right. And align and like, so what, okay. So is your, is your, like, you feel like you see a lot of people that don't make sense. Like how would those two people do that? Totally. totally. Sometimes I see like mail order brides. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like the dad will be like really, really old and really, really weird. And like the mother will be like this young, sexy, but like doesn't speak English young woman. And a trophy wife, trophy wife. Yeah. But it's it's sometimes and and you can tell sometimes like it's a 90 day fiance type thing. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's insane. That's sad. Mm -hmm. It is really sad. Well, you know, there's also, in addition to this, this, the couple looking like brother and sister, there's also the guy who dates the girl who does look like his sister. Yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, it's almost like you're seeing his, like, psychological hang-ups mm-hmm. just play out mm-hmm. right in front of the relationship. Absolutely. Like, you're like, that's strange. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very, very strange. It's, um, I will say, though, I have seen that, like, it, the people, I think is interesting on a biological level like if we were to like put a positive spin on this like I do think sometimes you look at couples and you're like that makes sense and I do think that there's something like biologically at play there yeah like two people who like should be mating yes right? yeah. yeah cut from the same cloth yes. like something you know what I mean definitely yeah. 100% but what- on that note, there's nobody in my life who I could do that with right now. But anyways, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't look like anybody right now, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. If I looked like somebody, it would be like, I look like a tiny Danny DeVito. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I look like Danny DeVito when he was, like, early and was taking care of himself. But, like, this- he and I are the same height. It's really upsetting. Anyways. Uh- <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? But- oh, yeah, you have God. before. She's 4'7". 4'9". Four, four, ten, four, oh ten, four, eleven. Yeah, depends though. Depends on the day, depends. on a good day. Like if your feet are bloated. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 <laughs> if I'm wearing a, a little bit of a wedge, we'll see. Yeah, that's an incredible right. height, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. You're like a tiny it's like little so spinner. It's like so fun. She's a spinner. Yeah, you're a spinner. Good for you. What's a spinner? Oh, like you, oh, you just Britney brave. You know, think of it in your head. Like you're just a <laughs> top. You're just the top that spins. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
I've had now I know the term for that. Okay. Now you know why they do that to you. (laughs) Well, I'm like, what are you doing? And then like I have vertigo at the end of sex. I'm like, that's so weird. Uh, Yeah, look it up. You'll have fun. Okay, good. Pornhub.com. Spinners. Um, is that how I should flirt? I should just bring a spinner on a date and be like, yeah. yeah, yeah." One of your pictures Um, on a dating app profile should be a spinner, a top. Oh my god. Okay, wait. So you okay? So let's talk about let's talk about foreplay. Let's talk about that. Let's get into that. Yeah, we love. And let's do um a, wh- why it started, how you guys met. I want to hear your whole. Pretend I'm officiating your wedding in this wonderful, mm. beautiful, weird thruple that we're in. Okay. And you guys are reading each other your vows. Like, let's hear about like where it started, where oh. it's going. Sometimes we get really serious when we talk about foreplay. Like, I love it. Like, I love that. It's like we go from being like funny, funny to like I love you. I- there was a there was a tangible shift, and it's really beautiful to watch. <laughs> like, like, too. Well, I'm it's like so my finger because I'm like, what are my vows? What are my vows? <laughs> You're, you're like all of a sudden you guys are like holding hands you're like ready you're like interlaced under the table I'm also, but was like, I'm also just thinking about last week was it last week when we called Danielle's mom and we were like and Danielle said mom how would you feel if Julie and I were just in a relationship at this point and because we spend so much time together and her mom went well honey I mean, you are in a relationship. Said, I got news. I got news for you. You are. You are in a relationship. <laughs> you are. You're intimate together. You're building a life together. You're sharing assets. You're. You love each other. Yeah. Right. Now, are we one of those couples that people look at our baby foreplay and they say, "No, how, how did that work between the two of them?" Interesting. Oh no, I think they look at baby foreplay and they're like, "That fucking kid's gonna take over the world." Yeah. Good jeans. Good jeans. You guys are the Beyonce and Jay Z. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so let us let us tell you about foreplay. So foreplay, yes. foreplay happened by accident. So, uh, mm. so basically, doesn't it always <laughs> always happen? That by accident? always from an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, foreplay. Just I'll tell you like exactly in one concise sentence what it is. It's a double dating app, and users team up with their other single friends and then they're a team and they match with other teams so other single pairs um then they go on double dates and they have just like a less awkward more fun experience and also safer that was a big so that's a big thing for us too so uh, initially like we didn't care at all about safety that was way back when before we even realized that we had an idea for an app we actually just accidentally stumbled upon the idea by changing my dating profile to the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. Did we never tell you that? No. No. So that was fun. And then we we changed the description to swipe right if you and your awesome friend want to double date me and my awesome friend. Oh, love it. Okay, yeah. so you are, they already knew what they were getting into. I already knew. Yeah. yeah, there was, and there were, like, some amazing, like, responses. Like, people were loving it. And then you had your occasional douchebag who was like, well, what if I only want one of you? Yeah. And we were like, of course. Or, yeah, like, I want, what if I want you both? One, one guy said, what, what if, if I, I want the hot one? Fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah. And you're like, by the way, nobody wants you when you have a tiny penis. Exactly. Like anybody who behaves like that has a tiny the penis. The smallest so penis. Just, I think I even right. said that, actually, to him. I was a bitch. Well, you were, he deserved it. You were a bitch until he changed his tune. And then I was like, okay, show yeah. me a picture of your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is your friend hot? Because I'll go on the date just for your friend. So let's just no, figure that Danielle, out. Yeah. Danielle got him to be like, Danielle was like, you know, calling him out on it. And then by the end, he was like, you're both beautiful. You're both beautiful. Okay, <laughs> you're right. That wasn't nice. You're both beautiful. Yeah. 
Got yeah, it. I, okay. I okay. Until he said uncle. But anyway, so we had a really good response. And I, I think still we didn't even have the idea like for an app. We just thought, oh, this is a great idea that we should just keep doing. And like, we yeah. just hack all the dating apps and do this ourselves. But Julie's brother was like, um, app. Like, if you don't do this, somebody else will. You guys have to make this an app. Right. And I was, right. I was like, okay, your family needs to like l- leave, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like your brother was like, you guys need to chill out. My yeah. family is just so involved. Like we are such yeah. a close family, but it's like, like my therapist is like, okay, it's a bit codependent. Like there's, <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I came home and I was like, you know, Ian is saying this has to be an app. Danielle was like. I cannot be in another Griggs family group chat. Like, I just, I cannot. We can play. I'm like juggling four of them. Yeah, she's like, we can play the game later. I'm in this one with this person and this one. Like, I just, I can't do another one. So I was like, just mute the chat. And she was like, I don't want to mute it because then I feel anxious that I'm like missing things throughout the day. Then I came home one day and I was like, Danielle, we're going to call it foreplay. And she was like, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And how did you come up with foreplay? I mean, it's, it's, it makes so much sense, but like, yeah. My brother actually did. Oh my God. Shout out Ian. Is Ian Shout single? Out Ian. Uh, is he single? Ian never listens to this though. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Ian is not single. He's he's beautifully married to Judy, um, who is okay. who kind of looks like me. And <laughs> I brought that up with my and I brought that up with my therapist that is it weird that my brother married a Judy who's also five foot. Yeah. <laughs> my therapist thinks it's fine. <laughs> She's like, it's okay. It's okay. You guys are codependent, but not in the incest way. It's fine. It's fine. The way we've drawn the boundaries that's it um so that's he, amazing he came up with foreplay he was okay julie said he was like walking into like a, like a religious ceremony <laughs> and he was like yeah before walking in he was like oh wait foreplay, foreplay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he saw the light and that was it. yeah that's amazing um this is incredible and I think that that's such a fun first off I really love the power moves Danielle because I'm like that on dating apps and I feel like you guys have probably seen it on my social media like when I get the dm slides and I get the ridiculous shit that women get or whatever I love putting that shit on blast like I love it yeah because men's behavior like these apps are so convenient and they are so available to everybody that I feel like it's kind of fostered like men feel like it's okay to be an animal yeah, on yeah. them or, or be not. nasty. Yes. It's really not okay. Yes, they think yeah. it's okay to be an animal. And it's also, I think what it's done to their social skills in real life is also worth noting. Like, I find that before dating apps, and this could also be because, like, we were at college and there was, like, social, like, you know, drinking, like, social lubrication, but, like guys would talk to girls at parties and stuff like guys like groups of guys would like approach groups of girls and talk yeah yeah but I think because of the dating apps like that does not happen in real life like that does not happen I think the convenience of being able to just do it on your phone and like not have to put yourself in an awkward situation of like making a pickup line is just you know it's easy I agree. I completely agree. I think it's the whole entire reason why, like, physical in-person connections are, like, awkward and don't happen as often. Or people, like, aren't connecting in that way anyway because of social media. Because it's like, oh, well, you can always just, like, check in. This is where we're doing the most of our connecting. And, yeah, also, too, dating in New York is fucking impossible for that reason as well. Because it's like, oh, something gets difficult or it's not immediately handed to him. He could just open up his phone 
and more than women, I feel. And they can just open up their phone and they're like, well, like, who, yeah, I like you a lot, but I could also have totally. swipe, 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 also, swipe. Do you know how many times I've been dating a guy and like thought yes. that it was going somewhere and then logged on to my dating profile and went on to and his? And still swiping and his away. Pictures are, changing. pictures are changing. And it's like, dude. Answers are changing. Dude, this was not your picture two weeks ago and I've literally been dating you for like six weeks. So like, I'm sorry, what's happened? And we speak every day. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's not. No, no. Go ahead. Know, go ahead. No, no. You. <laughs> no, you're the, you. no. you're the guest. You're the founder of a fucking dating app. You fucking go ahead. My, yeah. My friend told me actually she was dating this guy, and he changed his profile picture to him and her dog that she took of the balls you have. Oh my god, the fucking balls you right? have. Truly, yeah. That's um. I, I get it. And I don't understand what that is. And it's like very, very frustrating because I feel like I've dated guys where the same thing, Julie, like I was like, you know, like dating, seeing them, it's good. And you feel like you're building something in the moment. And like, you're like, we had an incredible night. Like, oh my God, like great conversation, really felt close. He met some of my friends, great sex, great, whatever. And then it's like the second you leave his apartment or whatever, you're like, Nope, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. So it's like a weird game of Tetris where you're never building up. You're just building across. And then you're just like, what's going on? What is it going to take to make somebody lock in? And then you self-sabotage because you see that. And then you're like, well, what does he think this is? And what is he doing? And then you become like... I need to have the conversation. Like, what's the, t- like, what, so what do you think this is? Like, where do you see this going? What do you want? And then it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. wh- why are you bringing this up? And it's like, well, because I thought mm-hmm. you changed your entire dating profile. You right. Dick. Right. And like, you think I'm stupid and I'm not going to look at that. And right. I'm not going to see that. And also because it's like, and it's not even the whole, like, oh, I- I'm not even assuming I want one thing or another at this point, but it's like, I spent six weeks worth of time and attention right. and emotional currency on you. And now you're doing this. So like, I want to know, like, this is a fork in the road, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, what are we doing right. moving forward? Well, because yeah. because it's a dopamine rush on the apps. People, totally. it's like yeah. your research equates it to gambling. When you swipe and you get that match, you get a high. Uh huh. So yeah. like, and because you don't get it with each one, mm-hmm. so like it's like gambling in that you keep going, you keep going because once in a blue moon, it's like intermittently, you get that satisfaction, you get that positive reinforcement. So you're swiping, you're swiping, you're swiping, you're waiting for it. You're waiting for the match. And it's like, you give yourself 10 more minutes, five more minutes, five more people. Like you just want to see someone that you like, whether or not you match, you're like five more, five more minutes until I find who I think could really be my husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, I feel like it's like equal to like posting a thirst trap on social media and then getting like likes or like engagement. It's the exact same kind of like brain chemistry that yeah. it fucks with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, go, go. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you. No, you. no, I was just going to say it's an ego boost. That was it too. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel like women kind of do it whenever we're feeling like we need to move on or we really want to expand our options. And that's what we feel like we're limited to like relying on to do so. Because to your point, Danielle, like, they don't, men don't approach you in person anymore. So you're like, well, I guess this is where I have to go. I do feel like men use the app as an ego boost. As an ego boost. Like it's dopamine, but it's also just like, I just want to feel like I'm fucking killing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's it. And it never goes anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's almost like they just feel yeah. like they hit on all those girls by tapping, by, by right, by right swiping. Like, Which is hysterical because all the guys that are like the most avid on all of those apps are like are fucking so goddamn fucking awkward yeah, in yeah. person and could not hold a conversation I, either. No, hence why yeah. they need a friend there. 
exactly awkward (laughs) it all comes full circle I think it's I think another thing that's like interesting and like we talk about this is like having friends of the opposite sex so you know for us so so we're Mm -hmm. we're two straight women who are interested in straight men and we don't really have any straight guy friends and Mm. I think that back I think about like my parents time and when they were our age they would date people and then like if it didn't work out become friends with them or (laughs) or they would meet people to date in their social circle so so even if they didn't wind up if there wasn't a romantic spark that person was like still in their social circle Mm -hmm. but now people are just so isolated that like women single women don't make really friends with single men anymore i mean unless you're a comedian and then you have like plenty of opportunities but we don't yeah (laughs) i don't i don't i know yeah so um that's there's so much there to unpack and like first of all first off in terms of how foreplay is safe as well too Mm -hmm. it's like how you just said like in older generations you dated and you already kind of had these people vetted by people that you know and you kind of knew them or there was some foundation there some comfort level there you've been in their company before whereas now with this dating app culture and this disconnected culture it's like i don't know you i have nobody to vouch for you i have nobody to vet you and of course it's fucking awkward the first few dates because we're starting from nothing like not nothing but like we're starting from which is again why foreplay is so great because it's like well I have this other person here to have some sense of comfort but in other any other scenario you're like of course this is awkward I don't know you you're starting from nothing or you're starting from this guy has been obsessively texting me and now we've spoken about everything (laughs) so what the hell do I talk about with you now because we've already texted for a hundred million years right there's such a fine line with that too. I know because you want to have a little bit of banter enough to know that it's going to work, but then sometimes you're right. You cover all your ground. It's like a movie trailer that shows all their best friends. Right. And then you go and to see like, it and that, you're like, right. That's yes. A, that's an amazing that analogy. Is such a good analogy. That's that spot is such on. a good analogy. That's spot on. Mm-hmm. Take it. Just say Brittany the Spinner. <laughs> or take it. Credit Brittany the Spinner. But also what you were saying before was like exactly like what we have in our mission statement. <laughs> like when you were saying that people used to meet like with some common ground and now it's just it's just like you're a total stranger and I'm meeting you yeah. and we don't necessarily have anything in common no one has vetted you I didn't even I don't even know that you live in my neighborhood like because we met at a coffee shop or we met on the subway like you're literally just a picture that I swiped on and like yeah. we say that foreplay is like the foreplay to a romantic date like it's just four people getting together yeah. like it's four people getting together get to know one one another there and like whether something romantic comes out of it or not like you still went out with a friend and like got to know two other single people and then you don't have to go on a date a romantic date if you don't want to you kind of have- I love that yeah I love that and that even even on top of that so that always appealed that really appeals to me because I always would not transfer from the apps to an actual date because I didn't want to waste the time on the Mm -hmm. date. Like when it was just solo me and him, I was like, okay, he seems cool enough. He seems hot enough. It seems like it's okay, but like, it's likely not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to want to hook up with him. And now I've just wasted two hours, which as with you guys and your model, it's like, well, (laughs) fuck it. Had a fun Friday night with my best friend. Like whatever. Yeah. Also, like it was so fun when you used to go out. I mean, it's sad we can't do it now because of COVID. When you used to go, 
and meet somebody out and you fl- and you're flirting and there's a vibe there, but it's not a date. You're just out and yes, flirting. Yes, and then yeah. it's like, do you now want to go on a date? And you know you do because you've you've met them in person. You've got to see the dimension that's missing on the app, the mm-hmm. most important dimension, mm-hmm. like what they smell like. What they smell like, like how they their mannerisms, like the way their mouth moves when they talk. <laughs> like you can see yeah. that. You yeah. can see that. Yeah. And so many, so many things. And we make so many other decisions in our life based off of vibe and intuition and gut and energy and all of these things. And it's like dating really is one of those things that should be grouped into that category. Right. It and it's like, be. let's judge this yeah. person off of a picture. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Like I'm going to go put this person yeah. alone based on their picture. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's, I feel like it's a lot of weird pressure too to live up to what it is you present on the profile or what it is you present on the profile as well too. And it's, it always feels like dating app dates always felt like auditions for more attention. Oh yes. Like it was just like, I'm just trying to be like engaging enough that I live up to what it is you thought I was and you would want to see me again. Yes. And then on the next date, it was like, is something here? Am I, am I engaging enough? Are you engaging enough? Are we going to do this again? It, it feels like a weird like talent show. Yes, well, you're <laughs> so right. Audition. And it's like you get a callback and then like you're there for the call. But the second date is like your callback. And then it's like you find out yes. there a date like did did you actually get the role? Yeah. And if they're like all of a sudden their profile is not being updated and they're not sh- like changing their pictures, you're like, oh, shit, I made it to the finals. <laughs> like, oh, like we're zeroing in on this. OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so crazy. Um, So what do you ladies feel? I just have to this is like a personal question, but I feel like our listeners will appreciate like monogamy and polyamory. Like what are your, mm. what's your state on that? Because I'm recalibrating that on a personal level. Really? Like, yeah. You I don't us. know. I don't know. First, you tell us. And then um, yeah, I, we'll tell you. We- I'm traditional old school Italian. So I grew up my entire life thinking monogamy, monogamy, monogamy. Um, I do think I will full circle end up landing back on that. Cause I do want like, the hubby and the marriage and I do want marriage and I do want all of those mm-hmm. things um it might not be a white picket fence it's probably going to be tied up <laughs> and, and crazy but like whatever um but like I think I I held so tightly to it and I I would have never considered an open relationship or I would have never like years and years ago and I've just had a series of like crazy cataclysmic relationships that have made me like reevaluate like what exclusivity really means, what intimacy really means. Like what if somebody's like really into you, but they still kind of want to keep their options open or like what, like, you know, the gray area, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So that's me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So on a personal note or on f- like how for pl- like four place stamp. Not to be selfish, but I want you both. Want oh. Yeah. Okay. So oh. Oh. never be selfish. Oh my God. You could ask us anything. So yeah. This is better than any date I've had in three years. <laughs> so, so for good. foreplay, like we've made foreplay capable of having any type of user. <laughs> so if the user is a single cis gender, um, a sing- straight woman, like she can find someone who is fitting like the, her, she can find her counterpart. But you can also be a couple on foreplay. You can also be a co-ed team, like friends. You can also be um, like one gay, one straight. <laughs> you can be, so yeah. you can basically set your preferences for couples that are like you, teams that are like you on foreplay. So if you're looking for a team that's also a couple, then mm-hmm. you can set your preferences that you see only couple teams. 
I love that this appeals to men and their affinity for brackets, by the way. Teams. <laughs> this is like the March Madness of dating apps. Like, like my team, your team, here we go. Yeah. And then I also love <laughs> that, like, amazing. on the team profile, it's like picture, picture, and then it's like stats, stats. Like, that's what it looks it like. <laughs> That's why this is great, ladies. This is fucking genius. <laughs> Men are like, I know this. <laughs> um, so that's that's foreplay on a personal on a personal level. Like, I see myself being in a monogamous relationship. Um, yeah. but it's interesting. Like, I actually have met over the past like two years, um, and I think through work, especially. Like I said, like I work in a maternity unit, so I see a lot of couples. And I have met people who are more out of the box than what I'm used to because I'm also from a very traditional family. Um, and it's it's opened my mind for sure. But for me, um, I'm, I'm into monogamy. Okay, love it. I have a lot to say on this topic. <laughs> oh my God, take, she t- literally... Grab the mic. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. Down. I'm gonna like. Okay. About to I'm about to have a set. I'm gonna have a session right now. Okay. It's very. Multi- it's a very like multifaceted answer because okay, I think personally the concept of marriage was created when we were not living to be 80 or 90 years old. Uh, oh, Danielle was going to take the mic back. She's about to take the mic. She's about to snatch the mic. No, I love, I love everything. Julie. We've talked about this. Oh, marriage, <laughs> marriage was an institution when you were living to be like 40, literally 40 years old, right? So, I mean, it makes sense. You can spend like 20 years with someone, 10 years with someone. Now right. it's, you're living to be 90 to 100 years old. It's actually insane. That- <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. Take it back, take it back. <laughs> no, I just wanted just a little, like, little blurb. No, you, you, you hold it. You hold it. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that not only was it normal to be like with someone for ten to fifteen years because you were like about to be dead at age forty-five, but you also were only of childbearing age for that mm-hmm, long. Mm-hmm. Ah, marriage, yeah, fertility was a like, big. Marriage was very Absolutely. much like correlated to childbearing age. Absolutely. So I think. This is for me personally, and I do not judge anybody who does anything different because to each his own, you have to do what makes you happy in life. But for me personally, I think that committing to a monogamous relationship is a huge commitment because there's a good chance you're going to be with that person for like 50 to 60 years. I see my parents, they've been together for like over 40 years, and I'm like, so you're talking in the concept of the concept of, of a mono- even mono- just monogamous relationship to, to commit to monogamy. My parents have been together for like over 40 years and it's like, how do you fucking stand each other? Mm. I would go nuts. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So to me, you have to really be someone that's worth committing to because if I commit to you, I'm I'm honoring the commitment of staying monogamous to you. Mm. So, mm. For, so for me, I would rather be single and like really happy than be in a monogamous relationship with someone who like didn't really fulfill me. So I'm not somebody who's like down for an open relationship just because I think that you have to be such a confident person for that because you have to be okay with the fact that your partner has feelings for you, but also for somebody else. Like you have to be so confident. They're not just seeing your body. They're seeing somebody else's body. So for me, I think I would struggle with that. And also from the healthcare perspective, since health is really important to me, I would struggle with having sex with somebody who was also having sex with other people. Absolutely. So from that Mm -hmm. perspective, I also would struggle with it. But honestly, like 
if that if someone is down with that and that makes someone happy, like who am I to judge? If all it? people are comfortable, yeah. If all people are comfortable, then then who are we to judge? Yeah. But but <laughs> another interesting thing that I think came up when you were talking is like there's one time monogamy and then there's like serial monogamy. Like you could even parse it out between those two. One time monogamy being like marriage, right? And then I think that I I, I do feel like I'm wired for monogamy the way that I'm wired, yeah. but like. I'm not convinced that it's a one-time monogamous thing. I could see myself being in a series of monogamous relationships throughout my lifetime. Ah, repeated monogamy. Right, like Samantha. Not a one and done. Not a one and done. Right. Okay. Now, I would like to meet somebody who grew up with parents who were who were not monogamous, and I would like to know what a child's mm. take on seeing their parents with other car- partners was. Yes. And I would like to know if the kids that grow up like that end up in monogamous relationships or end up in polygamous relationships. Right. And how they frame love and yes. Yes. sex and how they handle jealousy oh, and possession yes. and things like that. I almost wonder if there's some sort of connection between like only children and siblings and like, just like, cause all of these things like ego and possessiveness and jealousy and stuff and codependency, like all come into play through Absolutely. these things that had that make us arrive at either. No, I'm monogamous, absolutely black or white, or no, I'm open to whatever in our adult mm-hmm. life. Like these are the things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel I I'm with you. I think I am ultimately wired for monogamy as well too. Um, my parents have been together for fifty years. Like how? For, <laughs> I don't person. even like. They're literally going on what's next? Next year is their yeah their fiftieth marriage amazing. anniversary. Good for that. Yeah, and like fifty two, fifty three years together, and have made it work. And it's they're healthy, great. I mean, they're crazy. They're insane. <laughs> obviously, look at who they made. Like obviously, and like you know, but like they have, and like I, I see both sides of it too. And then I, I have like friends who have been in marriages now for like ten to twelve years, older than me, and they have beautiful marriages and beautiful kids and a life and a foundation all the things that I want and then I've had conversations with them and they're like you know me and my husband are open interesting and we we opened it up two years interesting. ago and it but the, and I find that their union's very fucking strong because I mean the level the foundation the level there, of trust you must but does, have to do that is but does but does right. open mean mm. does open mean we have sex with other people together or does it mean no I mean like because I feel like there's a difference between being in an open relationship which is you openly i maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i perceive open as we're in an open relationship so we are committed to each other but we also like go out and hook up with other people versus like a polygamous relationship polyamorous is, is like you're in a relationship uh, with right right polyamorous meaning like you know like i have another like boy, you have another, another boyfriend boy, yeah, yeah because like honestly i mean my mom would like you know be shocked to hear me say this but i could see myself like being, being in ma- a relationship with Julie and then also having a boyfriend. <laughs> right, being being mad. Right. That's it. But like, you know, I can imagine, you know, you're in a relationship with someone for a very long time and like maybe a way to keep the romance going is mm. every now and then you open it up. Yeah. Right. Right. But right, I wouldn't right. want him to like develop feelings for anybody else. That's I think where the, the line is. Yeah. Is toad. And that's where I think it, I, I guess in her, the specific person that I'm referencing her context, it is open sexually right. and that it's, and then, therefore, it's very open communication-wise and everything else because they have to talk about, yes. like, if, if feelings arrive or do you want to see this person again? Or, okay, tell me all the context. But I know couples that are open that are like, I don't want to know anything. 
Like, you can tell me it happened, but I don't want to know anything beyond that. And then I know, like, this particular couple that's like, I would love to know how'd you meet them. Like, you know, and polyamory then is, yeah, that is the risk. And I think there's, like, my, like, crazy, not really crazy woman brain would be, like, if I let my boyfriend go out and fuck around, I would constantly be like, oh, my God, what if all of a sudden the chemistry tips over? And it's, like, a thing. Oh, I've also been saying polygamy. You've not polyamory yeah. i just realized you've been very much multiple in, in, yeah i'm been, in breaking amish yeah you're very much <laughs> yeah. i'm back i'm back to the, i'm back to new york also <laughs> polyamory yeah polygamy and don't no, combine no, 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 no. i just Whatever i just realized doing, i was yeah. like wait a minute also haven't you been on a date with somebody and you like and you kiss them and you all of a sudden it went from like a six to a 10 it was like wow there was like a connection there Mm, so that would that's also really hard because how do you know your part just because they're your partner doesn't mean they're not gonna have chemistry with anybody else so how do you know your partner's not gonna hook up with somebody and it's gonna be like this wow we have something really like powerful that's so funny because i always feel like as if like when you've known somebody for a while or you've been around in their company, whether it's like a couple dates or whatever the case is, you really do put the underlying connection to the test when you're finally yes. intimate. That's so true. Cause then when it's like really good, you're like, Oh God, this was bubbling this entire yes. time. And then that's also a hard thing. To, and I feel like I've struggled with it in all of my relationships, like holding space for the fact that my partner is going to be attracted yeah. to other yeah. women and it's normal yeah, and it's okay. And we'll have chemistry with yeah. other people and, and it's we'll okay. Like, and, and, and I want him to be able right. to do that, to feel like right. a human, but it's yeah, fucking right. hard. I also <laughs> yeah. think like, yeah. you know, the reason why there's no like right answer to this is because everybody's brain, like if I think about this from an actual like neuro, like a, a neuroscience point of view, like everyone's brain is different and some people's brains have associations between two things like sex and love might be braided together for that person and that might be because that person lost their virginity at 17 to the love of their life who knows why but when we're young certain things happen in our lives that make um connections in the brain and so for other people they might think well i think sex is just sex and it does not have a, it, it does not mean that I'm necessarily emotionally intimate with that person. So it's all about mm-hmm. our own past experiences, I think, and about what we perceive as closeness. And like, for me, having sex, like for me, I feel very close to a person when I have sex with them. So I cannot imagine being able to have sex with another person while in a committed relationship because in the relationship that I had my last relationship I may have been like flirting with other people and turned on with other people and like horny as fuck from other people but like it just made me want to sleep with my boyfriend <laughs> like you and I yeah. are the same you and I are the same with that yes yeah, I've and I think I'm finally like surrendering to that like I think I just I really only truly enjoy sex when it's with somebody that I'm like connected with and I try to act like it's not a big deal if I ever if there's anybody in my life that I've ever had sex with and I'm very laissez-faire about it it's because it wasn't good and they didn't mean anything just straight up like and we've all had that like we've all had those experiences where we're like I did it I don't really know why but like the sex that fucks me up and the sex that I really enjoy is always with somebody where there's like something else at play there always yeah yeah 
it's um it's sad (laughs) (laughs) it's sad and it's like um that's also interesting to you too like I think you touched on something that's like core compatibility as well like how some people sex and love is Brady together some people sex is just Mm -hmm. sex like that's real compatibility Mm -hmm. yeah how do you look at sex how does he look how do you look at commitment how does he look not like we have so much fun like that's important but like that's not at the end of the day what's going to keep you together. absolutely yeah. and I really wish there was a guy here in this conversation because we're giving three female perspectives yeah. on it and I would love mm-hmm. to know like how a guy a straight guy feels about what we're talking about yeah you know it's just so interesting mm-hmm. my brother was getting mad was engaged to my sister-in-law now I hope he's never listening to this podcast and I hope she's never listening but <laughs> he called me and he was like you know I just feel like such a jerk. Like my head still swings around in a million different directions. Like when a hot girl walks by on the beach, like my head turns and I'm like, you cannot include this. Yeah. You, you cannot. cannot include this. Like, are you kidding? Like what if yeah. this, what if they hear it? Okay. But, <laughs> but, but the truth is, is my advice back to my brother was like, you're still a yeah. person. You're a human. Just because you commit to, you can put this part in just because you commit to somebody doesn't automatically rob you of any sexual desires in life. So to me, it's not that you're ever going – it's not that, okay, well, I'm committing, so I'm not going to be attracted to anybody else. I'm not going to want to flirt with anybody else. It's just that you're committing to not act on it. Right. I mean, you're you're committing to something that is more meaningful to you um, just as I commit to being in a friendship that's – so like in a friendship, for example – yeah, I still have sexual feelings in a friendship or in the middle of the day, I might be watching TV and like see something on TV and I'm like, that guy's hot and it turns me on. But like, I'm not going to take my pants down right there and get off. Because I didn't know where you were going with that. And I was like, oh, she's about to tell me that she loves me. No, what I was getting at was that we still have biological needs. Like things come up, but we there are societal norms and we choose to abide by them if we want to have a successful relationship so when it's a friendship it's like i'm not going to tell julie that i'm going to go to my room and take care of myself because because, because yeah. hold on because i really need to because i'm a human being and i need to it's like no because that it's that's that's abnormal like in society so to manage this relationship and make sure that it's like the way that I want it to be, I have to respect that. So I think it's the same thing with marriage. If you choose to respect it, if you've made the choice to respect it, then like, okay, you're still going to get turned on by other people, but you've made the choice to do what's societally normal of a marriage. Yeah, I would I would love to hear also the perspective of somebody who disagrees with us. And yeah, love, yeah, 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 I would love to hear like what their yeah. experience is like, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's I mean I think you guys hit the nail on the head I think it's like we're all wired yeah. differently I think we all approach it differently I think we all use sex for different totally. reasons um, use love for different reasons and stuff and I think it's like at the end of the day like you never want to be in a relationship that's not fulfilling mm-hmm. to you so it's it's about two people figuring out how it is they individually can be fulfilled and together help fulfill totally. each other and is it you know it's And that, I think that is like really compatible. Like for me personally, like if I go as far as to like commit to somebody and I'm even like considering committing to him, like I'm like, you know, I must really like you to even think about committing to you. And I personally function in the sense that like I'm tunnel vision with my like 
head, heart, and vagina. Yeah. Like it's tunnel vision. Like I'm like, I'm personally okay never having sex with anybody else. Like I can dabble and fantasize and whatever. Um, but I don't know if I could be with somebody. It would be a fundamental compatibility issue if somebody else was like, oh, I could have deep, wonderful sex with you and you could be the best sex of my life and I'm in love with you, but I'm still going to like want to connect with other people that way. I would be like, that's beautiful and wonderful. That's right. not, com- not compatible with me. me. It's not compatible so we with just, me. We're having like, so we could just stay we're having the revelation here, Brittany Brave. You're not. You're not it's going to. Happening. You're. 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 You're not. You're in a monogamous. I think you're. you're I person. think you're gonna be monogamous. I gotta be honest. You're. You're trying. <laughs> you're trying you to make guys. that happen, but you're. You're not. You're not. Gonna- <laughs> now th- this is the part of the podcast <laughs> because i can't have people knowing about this like no i am a whore i will fuck your brother let's just get this straight i'm trying to do it already i have no feelings ever i don't cry like ugh. oh god my whole brand and we just destroyed her we're like you're sensitive my whole <laughs> sensitive girl with feelings Brittany. I want to ask you a question because I'm watching you. First of all, I'm watching you like just talk here, and I think you're adorable. You're the literally the best person in the whole. Yeah, world. Like, like you have like I have feelings for you. I'm realizing charisma, yeah, charisma yeah. beyond belief, and like how Amazing. smart are you? Yeah, the smartest. Like we're gonna like we're this. gonna get off like this call, and yeah, we're gonna be like, wait, Brittany and I'm Brave and I'm gonna be like, so Julie, I smart. need. <laughs> I just had the two hottest, smartest girls who are creating a dating app that's changing the no, world. Stop. Yeah, it's no, stop. 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 This, is not, this isn't a tit for tat. It's just a tit. It's just a tit. But I want to dive into something here because I'm very curious. So watching you, mm-hmm. watching you over here now, and like realizing that you're a comedian, but now having this like sweet, also like okay, but we're also <laughs> having a really like like emotional, profound conversation. So when you date and you're on a date, do you feel pressure to be mm. funny and do you put mm. on a comedic act or are you more of a vulnerable, like, what are you like on a date? Mm. And do you feel like you have an, ident- mm. and do you feel like you have an identity crisis because you're not sure right. which, which one to be? And then is it like, hold on, I have a, fo- I have a follow-up. I have a follow-up. So mm. if, it, if mm-hmm. it is that you then put on the comedian Brittany Brave, then is there a, so when am I going to show the real deep me? like i see like alarms you bitches are dragging me for filth okay um i'm that's a great question um i do okay so i do feel that pressure sometimes and i but i feel that pressure it's growing towards and, and pursuing a career in comedy is trying to merge the natural version of you with what it is you've now perceived as the comedian version of you. And then I feel like you reach true creative euphoria when they're just like the same, like how you are when you're funny with your friends and people you're comfortable with is just how you are on stage. And it's oh, this wow. like seamless transition or it's how you are on a date and whatever. You're just that comfortable with your comedic ability and just like yourself. So it's like, Because there is some mindfuckery that happens when you become a comedian and you're like, all my life I've known one thing about me and it's not funny. Like, that's the one thing, that's it. And now you try to build a career around it and monetize it and grow Mm -hmm. it and you're just like challenged and being decked in the fucking face by it every chance you get. And it's like constant, like, am I funny? And So, yes, I do. I do feel that. Or like, 
I always feel like I'm putting on an act, maybe not more than normal people do on an act, on a date, but it is a little, you know, the usual, whatever. But I've always equated like the people that the men that I've like locked in with and like the person that I want to end up with, I am like totally uninhibited <laughs> with, like totally comfortable. So I think I will know the next partner or the one or whatever you want to call it by like, oh, I felt no pressure around him. I, I just was like, I didn't need to necessarily be funny. I didn't need, and like Brittany, Brittany just was there and I could tell it wasn't Brittany. You know what I mean? So that, that's usually my, that's a good barometer for my like comfort and chemistry with a guy. If I feel like I was very like a hair can't be at a place. I need to be so funny. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. It's like, kind of I joke when I say like dates are auditions for more attention but if I'm treating it like that then I'm clearly not like really vibing right and also I think that you always always you probably I mean I don't know this is I, I feel this way for me and I wonder if it's the same for you like I feel like I have to be extroverted um Mm-hmm. Through like I feel like when can I drop the extroversion? Like I have an I have a propensity for extroversion, okay. but then like once I get to know the person, it like falls off and I just become like completely normal and not necessarily extroverted. And like I can be in bad moods and like not really want to talk and be sassy and whatever. And it's like when it falls off, I feel like it's the, for the other person like a huge surprise. Like what? whoa <laughs> like, who, who's that <laughs> me too and it's like this whole thing like is someone liking the idea yeah. of me or me like that kind of thing so I'm the same way like I know when I'm truly comfortable around somebody when I can sit next to them in silence and I feel yeah, nervous. yeah. I'm just like I just know I'm not and they're like okay yeah. like I yeah, asked yeah. you that question because I feel yeah. like I was really I was I was connecting it to how I am on a date which is on a date for me I'm very I'm like how I just like asked you that question to get your brain going to like, let me analyze myself. I'm very much like that on dates. Mm. And then I give the guy the opportunity to talk a lot about himself and explore things about himself. And then he probably loves the date because it's like, wow, like that was a great conversation because it was all about me. She asked so many direct questions and she's so easy to talk to. And I can like, she listens. She feels so interested in me. She was so, so then I, so then I feel like, oh my God, like, does he like me now because he likes me or because he likes the way that I make him feel, you know, that he feels no. good about himself because he's like going off about his whole whatever, whatever. So recently I've been really challenging myself on dates. I've been trying, because I've assumed this identity now, right? Like that's my identity on dates. I have really good first dates because I ask these questions and they talk about themselves. So I'm like an A plus first dater. I always say, like, first, second date, I fucking kill it. By the third date, I'm sick of putting on the show. And I'm like, like, okay, let's just, who am I now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, like, killing it on a first date is a little bit stressful because then they're like, let's go out again. And it's like, I actually got nothing from that date. And they don't understand because they're like, but that date was great. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like, oh, there was all this pressure to make it, like, fun and funny and this and this and that. And it was and it was great. But it's like, realistically, that's not sustainable. It's the same thing like in a relationship. Like if you're like, this guy's super toxic and crazy, but we have great sex and it's so much fun. It's like, there's only so long mm-hmm. you can do that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's just like a matter of when the veil drops right. kind of thing. But I feel the same way. Like, I'm like, oh, God, I need to be. I had I was seeing that earlier this year. And he said something like on our third date or something like I don't know what the subtext was, but he goes, yeah, like you really killed it on our whoa. first two dates. Uh, whoa. 
Wow. And I was like, that, like, what? Fucked me up. It fucked me up. Because I was like, right, that's what I would think. I would be like, wait. Right. Because, like, now I'm showing you, like, now you're getting to know the real me like now you know who I am so what are you saying you liked the uh, the like superficial version of me better <laughs> right. or it's like am I I have to be like it, it did in that instance it did feel like as if I was there right. to entertain him like it was like oh am I so like what you know you carry your weight here or whatever he's like yeah I know something he's like yeah you really killed it on our first two dates like yeah like and it was kind of a compliment, but then afterwards, like my yeah. brain, same, sorry, same thing. And I was like, oh my God, like, so I just can never let yeah, I would, I would not like that backhand <laughs> a compliment because that would fuck with my brain too. So I've been really, really trying to challenge myself to talk more about myself on dates, not mm-hmm. to make the whole day about me, but to, to be more open about talking about myself because I usually just deflect and then bring it back to them. And Danielle mm-hmm. and I went on a, a foreplay date a few weeks ago, which was an interesting experience. And- it was a terrible. It, it was, was a terrible. A terrible it was <laughs> <laughs> we had the PR version that we had. It, it was, was an terrible. interesting experience. It's still the PR version because it was a terrible day, but it was still fucking awesome because I was on it with Julie. So yeah. like, so like, and and oh, the camaraderie exactly. you get, and also I love that like you don't have to go home and try and recount every detail to your best friend because she right, was like, there. walking home so and this. Like, second we leave the date we're like oh what? my god yeah the second we leave we're like what the fuck was that i was gonna say it's like it's a lot harder it's a lot more challenging for me to conduct a question and answer session mm. when there is my best friend there and there's another person there so mm. then i'm right. forced to be more myself because yeah. my friend yeah. is there to hold me accountable yeah so whereas I know that if Danielle was on all these dates where I'm like asking so many questions, she'd be like, well, Julie, that's kind of like when you blah, 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 and would turn it back. And would yeah. work you in. And then I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to be like weird yeah. and be like, what? No. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just having a buffer and it's also just immediately having someone you're already comfortable with there. You even just in a, without even knowing like your wall is going to come down and you're going to, it's going to be a little bit more. Yeah. There is so much ping pong pressure on a normal date to like, I ask you, you ask me, I ask you, you ask me. Totally. totally. Yeah. And I, I also think that yeah. like with your, the thing is a, a person who doesn't know you like a first date, like can't read your cues and doesn't know when you're being fake or when you're not being fake, your friend can be like, okay, you are having a terrible time. Like you can, your friend can tell like, this is, this is bad. So, yeah. you know, if, if the guys say, you know, let's, do you guys want to go to another bar? You know, even if you say like, sure, like your, your friends, like, you don't want to go to another bar. And that's such a social thing too. We always end up saying yes to things in any kind of context as like, a, I don't want to yes. disappoint. And in theory I do. And then you're like, I don't really want to do that. When we were on our terrible yeah. double date. Um, I was told, I knew that Danielle was equally like miserable. So I was like, I'm going to just go to the bathroom. I went to the bar and I was like, can you just come over in one minute and just give us the check? Like, don't like, don't even ask if we want another drink. So smart. (laughs) And for that minute that she walked away from the table and it wasn't a minute because she went to the bathroom too. That selfish bitch. While she went, (laughs) she she went to the bathroom. So I had like seven minutes of like a monologue. (laughs) I'm sure like it was just because they 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 sucked. It was boring. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, just, <laughs> I do that too. It's like also too, like you guys are such like inter- now. Now it's a tag, <laughs> but like 
it's just what it is. We're a jerk. Well, we're jerking each other off, and it's wonderful. Um, it's I'm happy. I'm, I'm satisfied. So yeah, I can go um, now. I'm so I'm sad. It's best date ever. Hello. Um, so you guys are gorgeous, interesting, dynamic, hardworking women. Female entrepreneurs are my favorite. They are they are my wet dream. I mean, like truly, like to have a full time job and build what you guys are building. You're so fun. Absolutely. Like, I am not surprised that that date didn't measure up. And I am not surprised that like those guys were like not fulfilling and not interesting and that it was a seven minute monologue and that the two of you were like pulling teeth because like at some point, like that is part of what dating is, is to see that what they're bringing to the table is just not matching up with what you bring to the table. And that's part of why it's work. And I just matter. love you, Brittany Brave. Yeah. Love you, love you I, so love much. Much. <laughs> I love you. I love you more. Like the, and no date should no. be that way. Like you should be, you guys should be so vivacious and talkative and smart and you're bringing all this to the table and that's wonderful because you are, but like, what, what the fuck are they yeah, being you know back what, with? You know what? Some days should be that way because some dates that you need those dates to mm. remind you of the dates that are good. Mm. You know, I don't, that's also true. And I mean, like, that was me being really I positive. Those, I don't need those dates. <laughs> 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 I'm like really pretending. There's a double-edged like, sword. COVID, like I certainly don't need those dates. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like I just I think it's like a you know nobody should ever go on a date period single group date like whatever and feel like they're carrying everything because then it's either like the other person isn't offering anything or isn't present to be there and then it's like then it's not it's not nobody, nobody it's should not go on a date and feel like it was a waste of time mm-hmm. because that is that is a Correct. sad feeling you're going on a date usually because you're looking for something right like yeah whatever that may be yeah. so to then have that date and to walk away from it feeling like that it was, was a waste, waste of my time like that's yeah. a shitty feeling yeah 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 because it's a, it's a I didn't need to do it then and you spiral and you feel like dejected and then you, and you really get nothing out of it because like how you said like what are the odds that like if you have a really bad time and it's a waste of time you're not getting right. out of it you're, you're not getting, getting anything, anything out, of, out it, of it you know and put yourself in a guy's shoes who probably has a ton of bad dates and they're paying usually yeah. for them it's like not only you're not getting yeah. anything out of it, you're also wasting money. money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they just don't, yeah. just, you could just tell that they're, they're not going to pay, but you could tell it's the kind of guy who pays, but he's not paying tonight because he didn't have a good time with you. <laughs> and he doesn't want to waste money. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And then you feel weird. Yeah. Which is its own, its own yeah. etiquette circle. Um, But so we were coming up on yeah, an hour. We've, we've been on for um, a while. I forgot that we were recording. I, yeah, we were I did too. I did too. And I'm actually, I have a 730. Oh, so oh, I was like, oh shit. Let me like try. I know. I know. I'm trying to stockpile the episodes. You can't have bad dates because you barely have time to breathe. So you can't waste the time on dates. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. That's how. But I also, that's like my default because I just like keep myself in that work yeah. lather. And Yeah. And it's an excuse for why I'm not dating or like when something goes awry with someone I was kind of seeing, I'm like, well, that fucking career, baby, here we go. Like, and I just like lean into it again. You're 29. not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're amazing. You're going to find someone so amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Fucking love you. I fucking adore you guys. Like, it's like, and this is the stuff that weirdly gives me sad, sad hope. Like when I like look back at like two phenomenal women. That's how I feel. They're going That's how I too. feel about you because okay. I, whenever I, I do this thing, I, I constantly, I constantly compare. So when I, so when yeah, I same. meet an amazing woman like you, and I'm comparing, and I'm like, okay, but she's like, 
better than me and still single. <laughs> no! <laughs> I look at you guys and I'm like somebody snatched these bitches up already like and it's it is it's like it makes me it's so much pain it really does like when I see like my girlfriends you guys go through this and I'm like oh my god just like beautiful women who deserve well I literally hate to throw this out there because like ew who am I right now but I actually like totally agreed with what Claire from The Bachelorette said last ew, week. I know. You agree too. When she was like, I'm the oldest Bachelorette because yeah. I never settled for guys like that. Like it's the yeah. truth. Right. It's like, like we're not so, settling. We're too awesome to settle. Yeah. And there's plenty of people like, that's the thing is like, I had this conversation a week ago with a good friend of mine. And she was like, if you really just yeah. want a boyfriend, you could just fucking yeah. have a boyfriend. Like if totally. you really wanted to. And I was like, I right. guess you you're right. Six like, in a polyamorous relationship. Totally. Yeah. That's very true. And a polygamous <laughs> move to Utah and then I'll thrive. You know, that's it. She's going to let me know that it was that you guys were talking about polyamorous. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even, I was like, I don't know. Like you, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I'm gonna catch myself really quickly. Um, but my my ex lives in Utah too, so I should just go and be polygamous and run into him with my 18 husbands. It would be great. He would, oh, it would, he would ruin his life. Um, okay, so we so we close the episodes with, um, we'll do an intro. You guys send me bios, whatever you want me to plug. But I always close the episode with our guests leaving women with like yeah. one piece of advice. Yeah. So it's like about work. It's about life. It's like that one thing that each of you or both of you have carried with you throughout your whole life that you're like, I always believe this to be true. Mm -hmm. That to be true. I always fall back on this. Yeah. You do the sum. I, I just feel that you should always think for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that I think I live by. Like people. Such an Aquarius. Yes. uh, Yes. Yes. Such an Aquarian. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. am, and I'm such a lefty too, because lefties also like they think differently. And, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lefty <laughs> too. It's okay. My birth chart's mostly Capricorn, so like, this is why this works. It's this, like this is this why this works. Is why. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just I I feel like something that like I have always I think my dad like just planted this in me is that you know you should always think for yourself, and so you know even. Even when it's not the majority, even when not everybody is is feeling this way, like even when everybody else believes that something else is right, I don't think that it makes you seem as though you're being defiant. I think it's actually really respectable that like you're able to think for yourself um, and that like you're able to have the confidence to not only believe something else but to stand by something else and defend it and be like no I I believe this and I'm not my mind and here's why mm-hmm. um and I think that that doesn't push you out of circles as much as people might think that that pushes you out I actually think that it makes you like more of a leader and someone to aspire to uh, and so I think that's mm-hmm. a really attractive quality and that's what I recommend to to all women is like fuck what everybody else says and how everybody else believes like what if you believe in something go for it yeah love that fucking fucking love that okay so mine comes from not my whole life but it comes from when i was in my pa program so i'm a physician assistant Mm -hmm. my friends um in my program and i we came up with this analogy that you are and i actually fully believe it i preach it now so you are the sun 
So what that means is you are the fucking center. Like you're awesome. Everyone loves the sun usually. So <laughs> you're amazing. You're everyone the, revolves around. The everyone sun. revolves around the sun. So you should just be the sun and you should find somebody who makes you feel like you are the sun. You should be the center for somebody. I'm not saying that you should find a relationship where everything revolves around you. That's not what I'm saying. You should find somebody who makes you feel like you are the fucking sun. You are amazing. You're bright. Everyone loves you. You're the center of their universe. They build you up and you feel the most confident and the best about yourself with that person. And conversely, you should find somebody who is your son. Not that you're basing your whole life around them, but you should build somebody else up the way that that person builds you up and it should be a reciprocal relationship. So my like strongest advice is that we all have something to offer. We're all fucking awesome for one thing or another. And you should know that about yourself, that you're incredible and you should not settle for anything less than being the sun. Mic drop. Mike, <laughs> mother. She's like, she's like mic mic shift to the left. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of a mess when it comes to technology. So Anchor has saved my life. This episode of Bad Women and all of the episodes of Bad Women are powered by Anchor.fm. Let me break this down for you. If you've got a mobile device that's an iPhone, an iPad, a tablet, a beeper, a pager, a Tamagotchi, a life alert monitor, whatever it is, you can record straight from there. You upload it, it's easier than ever to edit and produce, and then Anchor goes ahead and distributes this bad boy for you. That's right, it puts it out there on Apple, on Spotify, everywhere podcasts dwell, and the best part is you can even make money. Yes, money. You can make some serious green from recording with Anchor and you don't even need any minimum listenership. So if you've got a dream to be a podcast host and producer, your friends are going to be like, oh God, not another one. But you know what? The world needs to hear what you have to say. So get up, get started on anchor.fm and make those dreams come true, baby. We're waiting. I'll tune in. I promise. 